Hi, and welcome to Freelance to Founder Shorts. I'm Preston Lee. I am Clay Mosley, and you've probably heard our in-depth coaching calls with everyday freelancers who want to scale their business. Now, we're helping even more freelancers each week with Freelance to Founder Shorts, five to 10-minute episodes focused on answering one question from a listener like you. To get your question answered, visit freelancetofounder.com slash ask. And now let's dive into today's question. Okay, today's question comes from Travis Hostetter. He submitted a question on our website at freelance2founder.com slash ask. And uh, you can visit there too. Just submit a question. We'll do our best to answer it on the air in one of these short episodes. So it's freelance2founder.com slash ask. Travis, thanks so much for submitting this question. He says, I'm only a month into freelancing. I've just earned um, $95 with another $500 on the way. Flexibility of my time are amazing but losing a strong W-2 income. And so for international listeners, W-2 income just means like from a full-time employer, um, revenue that an employer pays you. So losing a strong W-2 income has been hard. And he says, I'm in a position financially where I can be patient, but um, there are also opportunities to earn significant income as an employee. And so what are some of the biggest pros or positives of being a 1099 freelancer? Again, 1099 is just a tax form over a W-2 employee. So how can being a 1099 outweigh the W-2 when the taxes are so high? (laughs) Okay, so he's got, he's basically, he's basically like, uh, he's struggling to to decide if really this freelancing thing is worth it when there's so many higher paying opportunities out there. Um, So I have on the air today with me, my good friend Adam, who's filling in for Clay again. You maybe heard Adam the last couple weeks on the show. Um, Adam's going to join us. I'll reintroduce him once we get back from this break, and we will do our best to convince our friend Travis that freelancing is a really great idea. We'll be right back. Hey guys, you've got enough tough decisions to make every month as you grow your business. Picking your next great book to read should not be one of them. With Book of the Month, you can forget about the hassle of browsing through endless shelves or scrolling infinitely through an overwhelming amount of book options online. Book of the Month simplifies the process of finding the next great thing to read by offering a carefully selected lineup of five to seven titles to pick from each month. From gripping thrillers to heartwarming romance and everything in between, I'm personally really excited about this new announcement from Book of the month, curated audiobooks. Since you're listening to podcasts, I assume that you like audiobooks and you're like me or more of a downloader than a page turner. And this is your moment. I'm right here with you. I've picked out my selections for March already and you can too. Joining book of the month is super easy, very affordable. Plus for a limited time, new members can get their first book for just $9.99 with code CHIRP. Visit bookofthemonth.com now to pick your next great read. That's bookofthemonth.com with promo code CHIRP, C-H-I-R-P, or click the link in our show description. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people call in with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. 
Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs. And did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. All right, welcome back to another short episode of Freelance to Founder. Uh, I'm on the line with my good friend, Adam. He's the manager of the Millo blog, which you should check out at millo.co. It's the blog we run for freelancers. Hundreds of thousands of freelancers visit us every month. And uh, and it, there's some really, really great stuff. Adam is behind all of that. So welcome, Adam. Yeah, thanks, Preston. Absolutely. And Adam's also a freelancer, been freelancing for, what'd you say, 10 years? So tell us yes. a little bit about your business really quick. Sure. Yeah. My business is Adam Wright Design. Uh, I build websites and do graphic design work. So, uh, you know, background designer, kind of transition into web work and dabble into both these days now with several different clients across different industries. So it's a lot of fun. Awesome. I love it. So we'll link both to the Milo blog and to Adam's website in the description of this episode. So if you need any Design work done, Adam can definitely help you out with that. Um, but for listeners, Adam has tons of experience, like I said, about 10 years of freelancing experience. And so that's why I wanted to have him on the show today. Let's let's dive into Travis's question. So Travis's question is a bit of a tough one for me, right? Because he's like, he's like, hey, you know, I started freelancing, I've got some financial cushion, but, but what are the big pros of being a freelancer over an employee? Why should I really start freelancing? He's worried about taxes, he's worried about missing out on high-paying opportunities. What comes to mind first for you, Adam, when you hear Travis's question? Um, honestly, the first thing that pops into my mind is you have to look at the potential as a freelancer of growth and the control mm. you have over your own income. Because yes, you know, as a full-time W-2 employee, um, out of the gate, you can probably make more than you are, would out of the gate freelancing. However, you know, if you're, if you really put in the effort in, in your freelancing into growing and gaining more work, more clients and really owning your craft, I mean, the, in my mind, the income potential is limitless, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's such a good point. Like I remember it only took me two years after going full-time that I was making way more than I was at my full-time job. And I, I was making a pretty decent wage at my full-time job too. Um, but, but yeah, like at a job, you, you get a, maybe a, a bonus every once in a while and maybe a raise once a year, if you're lucky. I mean, that's if you're lucky, right? Most right. people get a raise every five years, maybe when you're in business for yourself, you get a raise every time you do more this year than you did last year, or every time you raise your prices or every time you hire someone and do more work for more clients. Like there's what you can increase your revenue every month. Uh, if you, if you do it right when you're working for yourself. So I think that's a great point. Yeah, exactly. And it's not, you know, I think there's some analysis here that needs to take place within himself and just deciding, you know, I think, jumping into freelancing is always sounds great. And it's like, Oh yeah, I can make a lot of money, but it is a lot of work, right? <laughs> it's not for sure. Yeah. 
it's not one of those things that just uh, happens or comes to you. You know, clients don't just come to you. So um, I think it's just understanding yourself, um, what you're mm-hmm. capable of, um, but also knowing that the possibilities are endless in that sense, uh, yeah. you know, that you can easily outweigh the the perks of a full-time position. Yeah. Yeah, I think I love what you said about knowing yourself because it's it's very different like working for yourself, particularly when you're a one-person business. This changes a little bit as you build a team. But when it's just you, you're like let's say, you know, you're a designer Adam, so let's take let's take this designer idea. Um let's say you're a designer and you work at a firm and you go in and all day you design and you create cool stuff. You make things look great. Um, you study design, you live, breathe design, right? Well, as a freelancer, you're probably going to spend, I don't know, what, what percent of your time would you say, Adam, as a freelance designer, you spend actually designing versus anything else in your business? Oh, geez, maybe 15% of the time. <laughs> Really? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I, I didn't expect it to even be that low, but like, um, yeah, under half of the time you're going to be doing design work as opposed to like meeting with clients, working with clients, sending invoices, like all the administrative stuff to running a business. And so if you're a designer and you just really don't care about being an entrepreneur, then yeah, probably just get a job being a designer and you'll just, you'll be a lot happier. Uh, right. And, you know, I, I don't want to recommend that to anyone really because because I think my second point is there's so much more to this question than the money. Like Travis's question to me is all about the money. He's like, what about the taxes? What about the uh, other financial opportunities? What about significant income as a W-2 employee? Like it's all about the money. And for me, working for myself, the money is a secondary thing. The money's great. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, I'm making more than I ever have in my life working for myself, but I don't, I don't do it for the money. I do it because I love, you know, uh, going for a jog in the morning and not starting work till nine 30, 10, 10 30, or I love taking the day off and teaching art at my kid's school. Or, um, I love taking as many vacations as I want. And, you know, like not having to track how many vacation days I've taken and, just all, all of that stuff, it, it um, to me, is way more important than the amount of money that I'm making or not making. Yeah, I totally agree. The flexibility and the control you have over even your personal life, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you guys so moved much... across the country. Right, right. And the, the beauty of it was... I didn't skip a beat with my work, you know, it, <laughs> yeah. doesn't, it didn't change anything for me. I didn't have to transfer jobs, um, you know, go through all that kind of hassle. So yeah, I, yeah, I think just so much of it is, is understanding what you are capable of, because I think, I mean, not, you know, I'm certainly not one to brag about myself whatsoever, but I've always just been a very hard worker. I'm very, I mm-hmm. give everything my all and I'm very dedicated to what mm-hmm. I'm put my mind to. So I knew that those kind of characteristics can help me in working for myself because I know how hard of a worker I can be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but maybe, you know, I understand there's people out there that 
maybe are lazy or, you know, don't have that drive. Or yeah, just don't um, enjoy the the hard work of it, right? Right, right. And so maybe in those, you know, in that sense, freelancing maybe isn't for those type of people, but. Yeah, I think it just all depends on what kind of work you want to do, right? You have to recognize mm-hmm. that freelancing, and and I would suggest, Travis, uh, reading um, The E-Myth Revisited. It's a book uh, about this myth of becoming an entrepreneur and starting your own business. And it talks about a baker who thinks that when he starts a, a bakery that he's going to be baking all the time because he right. loves to bake. Right. And he's like, what a dream. I just get to bake all the time. And then what he realizes is he has to maintain the building and he has to order the food and he has, or the, the raw materials. And then, and then he gets to bake a little, and then he has to deal with customers. And then he has to, you know, figure out taxes. And then like, he has all these other things that he has to do. And he really gets to bake, you know, a fraction of the time. If he's not passionate about running a business, he's going to hate himself for that. So, yeah, I, I love what you're saying. I think this this is all about awareness, right? This is about self-awareness. What kind of work do you want to be doing? How much work do you want to be doing? Um, and what kind of lifestyle are you willing to exchange for, you know, the kind of work that you want to do? So I think if he keeps all that in mind... Travis, I think if you keep all that in mind, I think uh, you'll be able to answer your own question. We obviously can't tell you one way or the other which choice is right for you. We obviously love working for ourselves. It fits our lifestyle and it fits our preferences. And we like we like working on our businesses. Um, but if that doesn't sound appealing to you, then then maybe it does make sense to get a W-2 uh, to, to become an employee. So yeah, Adam, thank you so much. I think that's been really insightful. I appreciate you taking some time to, to put some thought into that question for Travis today. Yeah, of course. Happy to help. And thanks again for having me today. Yeah, for sure. All right. We'll catch you guys next time. See ya. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to this Freelance to Founder short. Subscribe in your favorite podcast player for more shorts and full-length coaching sessions each week. Freelance to Founder is a collaboration between Milo, Dripify, and the Podglomerate. Be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app by visiting freelancetofounder.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, tell us why by leaving a review. Until next time, thanks for listening. See ya. See ya. You hear us talking on the show all the time about social media and the importance of marketing yourself online as you grow your business. That's because social has played a huge role in both of our businesses as we've grown them, but actually getting customers from your social accounts to your website and ultimately to make a purchase can sometimes be more difficult than it should be. If you need a simple solution, I recommend you try getting a .bio domain from Porkbun. That's .bio, .bio. You can put it in your LinkedIn bio. You can put it wherever you want to put it so that people can get directly to your website. We've partnered with Porkbun a lot over the years for two reasons. First of all, we trust them and they offer better deals on domain names than anyone else that we know about. And right now you can get a .bio domain name for less than $3 at Porkbun. So for less than a cup of coffee, you can get a short, memorable, and professional .bio domain name to share yourself with the world. Just visit porkbun.com slash freelance or click the link in this episode's description. That's P-O-R-K-B-U-N.com slash freelance and you can get a .bio domain for $3 right now. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. 
You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com.